This is Jonathan with LimitlessMindset.com, the online destination for acquiring superhuman brain power and hacking your reality. Caffeine at 500 billion cups of coffee consumed globally every year, caffeine is the world's most popular nootropic and productivity fuel. Caffeine boosts the limitless neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, acetylcholine, epinephrine, and glutamate. A lot of people are going to find this video because they don't like the taste of coffee and they're interested in taking caffeine in supplemental form. The good news is that through the link below this video, you'll be able to find objective ratings and reviews of a variety of high-quality caffeine supplements. A lot of them combine caffeine with other nootropics or natural ingredients that are demonstrated to improve cognition, whereas some of them are just 100% grade A, 1237 which is caffeine's chemical name. Mm. However, I'll add something to that. I would suggest that if you don't like coffee, you're drinking the wrong stuff. If you drink coffee and it has a really bitter, unpleasant taste, that's indicative that the coffee has oxidized and contains a lot of toxins. These toxins are bad news. They can cause brain fog, putting you into that weird state where you are energetic yet unfocused, frenetically jumping aimlessly from task to task. They can also cause more long-term issues like unbalancing your hormones or even obesity. This video will actually include some coffee hacks for improving the taste of coffee itself if that's what your issue is. High quality coffee can actually be one of the very most healthy things that you put in your body. If it tastes good, then that's a great sign that it's really high in antioxidants. Whereas if it tastes bad, then that's a sign that it's bad for you and has a lot of mold toxins. If only the rest of life were so simple. I'm an ethical hedonist and I derive incredible pleasure from the few cups of antioxidizing dark nectar that I consume every day. For me, coffee lies at the intersection of being cheap, healthy, and very pleasurable to consume, which is why it's an addiction I heartily recommend succumbing to. Since there's already so much said and written about caffeine, this video is going to focus more specifically on its interactions with other nootropics and applications for biohackers. Personally, I have a very high stimulatory set point. Now, a lot of people find caffeine overwhelming and would never combine it with all the things that I do. 
I'm also an extremely productive person and credit this highly to the various drugs I take that stimulate my mind in a wide array of dimensions. Fair warning, this is a rabbit hole you may not want to venture down. As one of the most popular consumable products on the planet, caffeine has been studied exhaustively with nearly 2,000 human clinical trials. As a nootropic agent, caffeine is actually something of a blunt instrument. There are zero studies showing that caffeine actually improves cognition. However, it's a notorious favorite drink of writers, programmers, salespeople, and attorneys chasing the magic dragon of a more productive state of mind. Coffee is a class example of Pavlovian conditioning. Since coffee makes us more energetic, we get reference experiences being more productive while caffeinated. We associate the earthy scent of the scalding beverage, the hot cup in our hands, and its strong taste with getting stuff done. And it becomes a trigger for our productivity. For this reason, I prefer to combine my caffeine with other drugs that actually are demonstrated to improve cognition and creativity, such as caffeine and L-theanine is regarded as one of the most efficacious nootropic combinations. A 2010 Dutch study, the combination of L-theanine and caffeine improves cognitive performance and increases subjective alertness suggested consuming caffeine and L-theanine in approximately a 2 to 1 ratio. From its abstract, the combination of moderate levels of L-theanine and caffeine significantly improved accuracy during task switching and self-reported alertness and reproduced self-reported tiredness. There were no significant effects on other cognitive tasks such as visual search, choice reaction times, or mental rotation. The present results suggest that 97 milligrams of L-theanine in combination with 40 milligrams of caffeine helps to focus attention during a demanding cognitive task. This stack is one of my favorites and I consistently start my mornings like this. Modafinil. That's right. Coffee and modafinil is actually one of my very favorite combinations because I don't find modafinil itself to be very energizing and modafinil also takes as much as three hours to kick in. So a lot of times I will wash the Mahdi down with a cup of the dark nectar. However, the hardcore cognitive enhancing effect of armodrafenil in combination with the stimulation of caffeine can be paranoia inducing for some people. So go easy on the modafinil dosage, especially if you're trying the smart drug for the first time. Paracetam. This is actually the one nootropic that makes me go off coffee. The energizing effect of paracetam is so much more acute than coffees and in my experience the two really don't complement each other. In the future I'm going to try combining paracetam, caffeine, 
and a relaxing agent like L-theanine or maybe even Phenibut. What about aniracetam? Well, this racetam's ampkinic effect is nicely complemented by caffeine. Cabaijo. This discipline-promoting mixture of pharmaceutical-grade racetams goes well with caffeine. The caffeine provides the energy, which in combination with the stack, puts me in a headspace of passionate pursuit of processes. Phenylparacetam is another awesome focus drug that's not very energizing and it's nicely complemented by coffee. For me, coffee seems to be the only thing that can actually wash away the terrible taste of phenol. I've actually tried having a cup or two of coffee with phenibute. <laughs> and let me tell you, that is a recipe for a crazy sleepless night, if you're into that sort of thing. And finally, Siltep. I haven't tried this combination, but according to biohacking blogger extraordinaire Mike Miniman, I noticed that Siltep enhances the mind effects for me while doing little for the body, which suits me just fine. In a way, Siltep and caffeine felt like a more dopaminergic caffeine. In any event, I find the combination vastly superior to simply consuming more caffeine, which can leave me a little racy. Also, anecdotally, one of the newer racetams, Kohler racetam, anecdotally actually is supposed to reverse caffeine tolerance. Biohackers that consumed coffee, caffeine, and this expensive racetam together found that they were rediscovering the energetic glory of their first loves as biohackers, which is of course caffeine. Worth a try if you have the money to burn on coloracetam. It has a dubious effect on memory. From a 2008 study of 61 human participants out of the University of California, we directly compared caffeine, 200 milligrams, with napping in between 60 to 90 minutes and placebo on three distinct memory processes, declarative verbal memory, procedural motor skills, and perceptual learning. Caffeine significantly impaired motor learning compared to placebo and naps. Napping produced robust perceptual learning compared with placebo. However, naps and caffeine were not significantly different. These findings provide evidence of the limited benefits of caffeine for memory improvement compared with napping.
Interestingly, caffeine in the amount of 200 milligrams does improve working memory, but only in those who self-identify as extroverts. According to two studies, a 2010 University of London study, caffeine enhances working memory for extroverts, tested human subjects with the dual NBAC task, and it stated, findings revealed that caffeine administration relative to the placebo condition resulted in heightened working memory performance, but only for extroverted participants. So if the goals of your biohacking include improving memory, then caffeine is not gonna do it alone. On mood. Well, anybody that's made a regular habit out of coffee consumption knows that it has a pretty positive effect on mood. However, at least one 2011 study suggested this is all placebo effect. We explored whether caffeine and expectation of having consumed caffeine affects attention, reward, responsivity, and mood using double-blinded methodology. 88 participants were randomly allocated. These results suggest caffeine expectation can affect mood and performance, but do not support a synergistic effect. So you think that the coffee is gonna make you feel better and then it does make you feel better. Now that's a self-delusion that I don't have any problem with. An interesting study on decision-making entitled Gambling Wins Sleep Deprived, Don't Bet on Stimulants, compared caffeine with modafinil and other stimulating drugs and found that these drugs, while they do help psychomotor vigilance and alertness, do not improve decision-making in those who are sleep-deprived. These findings are consistent with prior research showing that sleep deprivation leads to suboptimal decision-making on some types of tasks particularly those that rely heavily on emotion processing regions of the brain. On athletic performance, a significant effect of caffeine according to 21 high quality human studies is improving anaerobic running ability, power output, and aerobic exercise from a 2006 human study of athletes. This study revealed that acute caffeine ingestion can significantly enhance performance of prolonged intermittent sprintability in competitive male team sport athletes. On longevity. It increases lifespan according to a 2011 study which appeared in PLUS ONE. Only two drugs, caffeine and tannic acid, exhibited a similar dependency on DAF-16. Caffeine, tannic acid, and bacitracin also reduced pathology in a transgenic model of proteotoxicity associated with Alzheimer's disease. Caffeine-infused gum. So do you need a quick hit of energy? Caffeine is actually absorbed directly into the bloodstream through the mouth faster than 
coffee. So a life hack may be to leave a package of caffeine gum under your pillow and have a stick of gum as soon as your alarm goes off instead of trudging to the coffee maker half conscious to brew up a cup of joe. History. Caffeine debatably is one of the first drugs ever used by humans. A common misconception about coffee is that it's originally from South America. This is a product of an excellent Colombian PR campaign done in the United States in the 1950s. It's actually from Ethiopia and Africa. How it conquered the world is a fascinating story. If you have three hours, I highly recommend the documentary series Black Coffee. Let's talk about the pros and cons of coffee. We'll start with the good news. More antioxidants than red wine, blueberries, and raspberries. It boosts metabolism, fat loss, improves physical performance, soothes muscle soreness, heightens your focus, protects your brain cells from damage, lower risk of type 2 diabetes, less chance of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, reduced risk of depression, stroke, and breast cancer for women, slightly reduced risk of overall death, slightly less overall chance of death, and lower risk of cancer. The negatives are jitters, anxiety, crankiness, coffee breath, stomach discomfort, acid reflex, joint pain, brain fog, heart palpitations, risk for osteoporosis, risk for arthritis, risk for stroke, and higher risk of cancer. The defining feature of coffee that causes these negatives is mold. So unless you personally know a coffee farmer, then you probably live in a country that is separated by vast distances from where coffee is actually produced. As it travels to you, it oxidizes and mycotoxins form in it. So is it as simple as just saying, drink the pricey stuff and you'll avoid mold? Not quite. Even some very premium brands of coffee can come from humid climates that are highly conducive to mold. For this reason, I recommend coffee brands that have a specific process for avoiding contamination from the point where the picker pulls them off of the bush to the time that they arrive in your kitchen. For an up-to-date and crowdsourced list of recommended coffee brands that fit this criteria, please see the page linked below this video. Natural sources of caffeine are, of course, coffee, but also green tea, black tea, chocolate, soda, guarana, yerba mate tea, and cola nut. Caffeine is a naturally bitter tasting compound, which I understand some people dislike. However, 
the umami taste family actually offsets that bitter taste and makes caffeine a little bit more pleasant to consume. My favorite source of umami is green tea. What about energy drinks? Getting caffeine from energy drinks is an especially bad idea. The soda industry actually has regulated levels of caffeine that can be added to soft drinks or soda. However, energy drinks are classified absurdly as dietary supplements and don't need to declare the dosages on their labels. Thereby, they can contain as much as four to five hundred milligrams of caffeine on the extreme end. Mechanism of action. Its primary mechanism is as an adenosine receptor antagonist. This is a neurotransmitter that mediates sleepiness. Furthermore, it elevates serotonin levels with chronic use. Consistent with dose, it increases adrenaline and noradrenaline, further boosting alertness, and it induces acetylcholine release in the brain. Caffeine serum levels in the blood peak 45 to 60 minutes after you've consumed coffee. So a life hack would be to drink your coffee about an hour before you really need to be in a caffeinated state. The recommended amount of coffee or caffeine to consume daily is a little bit confusing. As you've probably already found, there's kind of some disinformation that's out there. We actually put together a infographic that simplifies it, which you can find through the link below this video. On that page, you'll also find some other infographics which visually break down the huge amount of studies and data that has been done on caffeine in human trials. You'll also find some links to objective ratings and reviews that have been done of different caffeine supplements and coffee products that are on the market along with some kind of like hybrid nootropic type products that are probably of interest to you if you've watched this video thus far. Again, I'm Jonathan Roseland with Limitless Mindset. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever it appears on your screen now, and you'll get interesting educational videos like this every Monday from Limitless Mindset. I look forward to a continued conversation with you. When I'm on it, I don't check Facebook or look at social media when I should be working. I don't look at my cell phone when I'm getting notifications. I don't order delicious artisanal pizza or a delicious sandwich. I have the steak salad. When I'm on Kabaijo, I don't 
allow thoughts of petty drama into my head as I'm drowsing off to sleep. More than any other smart drug I've tried, while I'm on Cabajo, I have incredible discipline. It's one of the best life hacks that I have encountered. And you'll